Well, hello. Thank you for listening today. My name is Dr. Lara Greenfield of laragreenfield.com, and you are listening to my podcast, Let's Talk Facilitation, where I offer practical solutions to everyday challenges in the college classroom. Specifically, I help introverted college educators develop unstoppable courage and transformative class facilitation skills in order to engage students equitably and advance social justice powerfully. Today, I am talking about how to keep a discussion on track. I'm going to share with you five simple tools to stop one or several talkative students from derailing the group. I chose this topic today because keeping a discussion on track is one of the biggest challenges facilitators share with me. Maintaining focus can often be challenging because kind-hearted facilitators who want to make space for all of their students to learn aren't always sure how to find an effective balance between welcoming everyone's contributions and limiting contributions that take away from the discussion goals. One college educator I talked to summed it up well when she said, I currently have one class that has about 12 students, and three of them often shift the discussion off topic and derail the class. I struggle with how to welcome input, but also shut down these unproductive side quests. Now, I definitely relate to that struggle. It can be really hard to find a balance in creating space for everyone to contribute without turning class into a free-for-all. One of my biggest challenges as a younger facilitator was managing class time. I always seemed to run out of time by the end to cover everything I had planned. And one of the main reasons for that was I was uncertain and timid about asserting myself when the discussion got off track. In the intervening years, I've developed a lot more clarity about my role as a facilitator and confidence in reining students in. So let's dive into my five simple tools for keeping a discussion on track. Tool number one, before the discussion even starts, be explicit with your students about the discussion goals. This means both explaining what the goals are but also what they aren't. So what's obvious to you in terms of what you're trying to achieve in the discussion may not be obvious to a student. So by making explicit the goals, you invite more students to join you in keeping on track. Now, when you're identifying the goal, That might be whether the discussion is trying to figure something out together or achieve something together or uncover something together or solve something, or maybe it's to debate something or reach a consensus on something or raise questions about something. So there's lots of different types of goals and the more precise and explicit you can be in naming that for the group, the greater the opportunity you provide to keep the discussion on track. A different way of looking at how to identify the goals of the discussion for the class would be to identify for them what does success look like 
in this discussion. So if we are successful in achieving the goals, what does that look like? And so to get to that, you might give some examples of what getting off track would look like. And depending on the needs of that discussion, maybe getting off track means going too deep into sharing personal stories rather than building an argument. Or or maybe it's certain topics that are unrelated to the focus of your discussion. Or maybe it's posing questions about some sort of issue that is only tangential, but not the focus of the discussion. So making these goals and making these examples explicit helps students with decision-making about their participation. And it helps you have something concrete to refer back to if you need to redirect a student. Now, I encourage you, in addition to simply stating these goals for the class, to put them in writing in some form. So maybe you write the goal of the discussion on the board, or maybe you put it in a Google Doc or you print it out, but some way that students can access that goal throughout the discussion as a reminder can be helpful. Tool number two for keeping a discussion on track is to also be explicit with the students about what kinds of contributions will be helpful and what won't. Again, what's obvious to you about what that participation looks like may not be obvious to a student. So explain what the role of the student participants should be in the discussion. Are they meant to debate their point? Are they meant to engage in dialogue by asking questions and listening to their peers? Are they meant to discuss an idea by sharing a point of view and picking up on threads of a comment that someone else has raised? What sorts of contributions or activities make for effective participation in this particular discussion? And so you could give examples of what effective participation looks like in terms of asking questions or building on previous ideas or arguing for a point or telling anecdotes. Um, And the converse, explaining what unhelpful participation might look like. And again, that will vary depending on the goals of your discussion, but maybe it's talking too much or only arguing a point and not listening or bringing up tangential topics. So name those so students know not only in the abstract what is the goal of the discussion, but what is expected of them individually in terms of how to contribute and what to avoid. Tool number three for keeping a discussion on track is to solicit ideas in advance from the class about how you will all handle an off-topic situation. So if somebody is derailing the conversation, is steering you away from the goals that you've identified, how are you as a group going to respond? So rather than putting all the pressure on your shoulders to figure out what that method is, invite the entire class to think it through. That will not only help you generate some useful ideas, but it'll also put them on the alert to help you out when that happens, and also hopefully to avoid contributing in that unhelpful way. So in order to do that, you might explicitly ask the group something to the effect of, 
What should we do to keep the discussion on track? And one way to break this down a little further, if students have a hard time knowing what to propose, would be to identify the various responsibilities of people in the room depending on their relationship to the discussion. Meaning, what are the responsibilities of students when they are speaking in the discussion? What are the responsibilities of the fellow students who are listening when someone is speaking during the discussion? And what is the responsibility of the facilitator? That's you, the teacher. Um, or maybe you have some TAs as well, or you, depending on the discussion, maybe have a student in the class who's co-facilitating that day. So what are the expectations of the facilitator to keep things on track? And so identifying specific roles uh, and responsibilities can help make it more tangible for the students. One way to bring this to life would be, in fact, to role play several scenarios to practice the strategies the group identifies. So, for example, if the group identified that a responsibility of a speaker is to keep their points limited to one topic or limited to no more than two minutes of speaking, you might role play what happens when a speaker goes on for too long or brings up too many topics that takes us off focus. And then whatever the strategy is that you as a group identified, try out how it works to use it. And that can then help build that muscle to put into practice in an actual discussion or might help you realize that the strategy you created might not be working as the way you intended, and you might have to revise it a bit before you dive into the real discussion. Tool number four for keeping a discussion on track is to provide somewhere productive for students to channel their unrelated ideas. In other words, rather than just preventing students from bringing up anything unrelated, give them somewhere to direct those other ideas. It may not have been important to you. It may not have been important to the particular goals you've identified, but it was important to the student. And rather than just leaving it hanging, provide a different way for the class to engage with that at a later time or through a different space. So you might, for example, create some kind of repository for related comments or questions or stories. So that might be in the form of a class Google Doc, which can be just a running list of points and questions and anecdotes that people wanted to share, but there wasn't space for in the class itself. Um, if you're teaching remotely, perhaps it's saying that you can use the chat function on Zoom to add uh, side comments. Um, or maybe you dedicate 10 minutes at the end of every class for miscellaneous comments and you invite students to share those um, tangential points at that point. You might, depending on the need or the student, offer to meet and discuss these ideas with the students privately in office hours or encourage them to share it with the classmates who want to stick around after class has officially ended. 
This way students don't feel that their ideas are minimized or don't matter, but they rather have a place to send them and you have the ability to stay on track for your discussion. And finally, tool number five for keeping a discussion on track is to be assertive in cutting off students when they are derailing the discussion. And you want to do this because the students are counting on you as the teacher, as the facilitator of this discussion to provide the opportunity for them to engage in the way that you had proposed and to achieve the goals that you collectively have set out to achieve. And so if one or several students are taking that off track, it's really not fair to the rest of the group. And so as hard as it can be and as nerve wracking as it can be, because we're often taught that it's rude to interrupt, it's rude to cut people off. In this case, it's rude to let the students keep going and going and going if it really is not beneficial to the goals of the group at that time. And so you might say something to the effect of, my apologies for cutting you off, Chris, but we have a lot to accomplish in the next 45 minutes. And as interesting as your story is, we need to make sure we have time to get to the questions I shared on the agenda. So why don't you share that story at the end of class when we have the 10 minutes of open discussion? Now, if you'd like more practical strategies for dealing with students whose contributions get in the way of achieving your class discussion goals, I encourage you to check out episode two of Let's Talk Facilitation, where I talk about how to deal with students who dominate discussion. In that episode, I share with you five reasons why certain students tend to dominate, and then five simple strategies in response for what you can do when just one or a few students won't stop talking to the exclusion of everyone else. Also, if you have a friend or colleague who you know could really benefit from support with their teaching, go ahead and forward them this episode so they can get access as well to my practical solutions to everyday challenges in the college classroom. Thank you so much for listening in today, and until next time, happy teaching! Thank you.